Have you heard about Anchor, by Spotify? Anchor is the easiest way to create a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has all the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your mobile phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. It has everything you need to make a podcast, in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Zen Brain Podcast, where we explore alternatives to psychiatric medication and strategies for conscious lifestyle change. Here's your host and philosophical entertainer, Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce. important to learn about awakening out of the egoic brain and start living in the here and now Uh, that this podcast is intended to do just that and it's more important than ever since we live in a world where there's constant ongoing information and media and being pushed to tell us who we are and how we should be and through the awakening process we can transcend that programming see it for what it is take the red pill and start living a natural life in the here and now so this podcast has reminders um, and we we all need some reminders to be more present in our you know in our lives to truly experience and uh, brush aside uh, you know all the damaging Um, thoughts and perceptions that take away from real true happiness Um, and you know get out of the the chattering um, the chattering monkey mind uh, that some of us have to deal with so the facet of the mind they're calling the egoic mind is really just our own thoughts or the the thoughts that pass through our consciousness look at our brains more like an antenna or a receiver of information and it's a matter of tuning the, in the channels depending on the information that's coming in. So if we don't tune in then we just have to accept the onslaught of information that other people are giving it, giving to us. So these are principally thoughts about ourselves and other people, uh, notions, opinions, uh, additional conditioned ideas as well as wants, memories, illusion, hopes, dreams, dreads, ambitions. They seem to belong to us, but they in reality belong to the false self or the ego or the programming that that we received as we um, were born and raised. Um, But they don't really bring anything to our lives, although they make for uh, dramatic events um, that this character that we've created, that we think is ourselves, is going through. So, if you're ready to wake up from the drama or the dramatic events of the being you and begin living as the true you, in theory, 
which has been here right along this whole time and you never left you know people are trying to find themselves but their self has not gone anywhere so the trouble with living as this made-up character or ego is that it suffers and it has a lot of fake beliefs and damaging ideas and misinterpretations about life that's why the ego is a better servant than master and it doesn't have to lead our lives and it doesn't have to constantly cause chaos in our experience the great news is that you don't have to trust the thoughts that this character is presented in the form of uh, disciplining you're able to as an alternative live as in essence spontaneously and in reaction to the moment instead of in reaction to the egoic mind and life will advance along very well so that might be hard for the ego to truly believe but it is the reality which we're all meant to bring out so in this podcast um, it's intended to help you discover and trust who you truly are so that you're able to live as that rather than unconsciously responding to your disciplining and the ego drives for you know for more of everything the ego's appetite for more is never quenched um, and it's always looking for the next thing it never is satisfied once we learn to live in the here and now we'll discover that life supplies us with what we're required and that we have never needed what the ego anticipates in order to be content we discover that indeed happiness has forever been here in this simple moment. When we are simply present to what we're going through, we observe all types of sensory details that are commonly overlooked. The surprising thing is the amount of pleasure that may be felt in experiencing the simplest of matters totally. The heat of the sun, the softness of cloth against the body, the brilliance of the wild blue yonder, the squishiness of the planet below our feet, the fragrance of a pine tree, the buzz of something in the distance are all things to be experienced in the here and now. The ego isn't satisfied with these experiences as it isn't fulfilled with anything. We are fulfilled with such things either when we're identified with the ego as an identification with the brain. Um, it keeps us from, from totally experiencing them um, because we're caught up in our heads. But what is life but the experience of these childlike things? The pleasure of being in the here and now goes beyond the delight of the senses. To go deeper into our heart and our soul, there is a, difference, uh, a different re real crucial step uh, once we're totally sensing without the blocking of all the mental comments and the narratives that our ego offers. And that that, that total experience uh, or the essence of the sensory experience has on ourselves. So when you look at the pretty flowers or hear the song of a bird, what effect does it have on your inner energetic experience? What is yourself going through? Or a different way of asking this is what is your heart and soul experiencing right this moment? 
What makes the selection of being in the here and now hard is that you have to surrender your need to understand. The ego provides you with a fake sense of understanding, which is soothing, even though the ego doesn't truly understand where life is going or what will occur next. So all you truly have to do is give up the pretense of understanding, not actual understanding. The reality is you don't understand what the next minute holds. That is both the challenge of being in the here and now and really the true pleasure of it. To be in the moment, you have to be willing to simply be and to react by nature to what arises out of the natural flow without pretending to understand what to accomplish next or what's going to happen next. The thing is, you have to never recognize what was going to occur or what to accomplish in the next moment. Accepting that you don't understand lets you move out of your egoic mind and into the here and now where the real happiness, peace, and alignment with the true self and its intentions are conceivable. So how are we going to do it? What does it mean to live totally in the here and now? It means that your awareness is totally focused on the here and now and you're not worrying about the future or you're not thinking about the past. When you live in the here and now, you're living where life is actually happening. The past and future are all fantasies. They don't exist. As the saying goes, tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow is solely a concept. Tomorrow is always waiting to come around the corner. But around the corner are shadows, never to have light shed on, as time is always now. So if you're not living in the here and now, you're living in a fantasy. That seems to be a pretty great reason to live in the here and now, doesn't it? But how frequently are we fretting about things that have yet to come? How frequently do we beat ourselves up for errors that we've made, regardless of how much time has passed? The answer is a bit much. Not only will you live in the here and now have a dramatic impact on your emotional well-being, but it may likewise affect your physical health. After all, stress is one of the main causes of disease. It's long been recognized that the amount of mental tension you carry may have a detrimental effect on your health. If you're living in the here and now, you're, you're living in acceptance. You're embracing life as it is now, not as you wish it to be. When you're living in acceptance, you recognize everything is complete as it is. You may forgive yourself for the errors you've made and you may have peace in your heart recognizing that everything that should happen will happen. The worst part about living in the past or the time to come is that you're abandoning your personal might. If you're not living today, you're abandoning your life. If you're giving up your might to create, if there are any alterations you'd like to make in life, it's best to do it today. If you're living in the past, you can't do anything about it. It's, it's deceased. If you're fretting about the time to come, you're living someplace that doesn't exist. It hasn't occurred yet. If you wish to alter your life, the only place you can do this is in the here and now. But first, you have to accept life as it is. And when it comes down to it, your brain, or the matrix, or your programming, is the only thing that's keeping you from living in the moment. In order for us to live in the here and now, does mean we have to abandon our innate desires to write out our personal story and share it with other people. Do you notice you have the same story you keep telling over and over? No, we shouldn't trade one extreme for the other. 
What we truly want is to discover a balance. If you follow these easy tips, you may begin living in the here and now and begin experiencing reality as it is. Number one, don't attempt to hush your mind. The most difficult thing to do when we're living in the moment is attempting to merely witness life, is to not have the urge to attempt to hush your mind. When we attempt to hush the mind, we simply disturb it all the more. Rather, merely witness your thoughts as they, as though they're pure sound. Don't attempt to judge your thoughts. There are no great thoughts or foul thoughts, merely witnessing them as though they were noise. Another way to look at this is notice what you notice. Number two, you are not your thoughts. It's all too frequent that we identify ourselves with our thoughts and our stories. We really think we're the dialogue inside of our brains. However, we're much more than just our thoughts. We're the power that moves through our brain and through our spirit and through our body. Recognizing this helps us to overpower our fear of the quietness or the silence. We may have peace knowing that when our brains are quiet, we're not losing touch with ourselves. We are right in ourselves. Number three, take a breath. You are alive. For a minute, I'd like you to stop listening to this podcast and merely pay attention to your breath. I'll wait. As you center your attention on your breath, you'll observe that your breath is neither voluntary nor involuntary. It's kind of like a portal. It's something that you do, but at the same time, something that does you. When you center your attention on your breath, you get back into relationship with reality. As like breath, reality is both something you do and something that does you. It's co-creative. Rehearse conscious breathing to bring your brain back to the moment. Number four, music for meditation. We've talked a lot about this in previous podcasts. There's a lot of great music and frequencies and isochronic tones and binaural beats that can be used for meditation. And music made for meditation may help us bring our attention back to the here and now and clear our minds. Again, that's why music is so good for therapy and integration of ceremony healing. Number five, rehearse mindfulness. This isn't so much of a tip as it is a basic in living um, in the here and now. Rehearsing mindfulness means we practice our awareness in all our behaviors. Whether we're washing dishes or trying to tying our shoes, um, our brain is centered on what we're doing. We're not thinking of bills that we have to pay or the call we have to make when we get to the office. We're just living moment by moment. So if you're interested with adding days to your life and forgetting to bring life to your days, you're not alone. This is an issue a lot of us have and the reason we ought to all try to make a witting effort to live in the moment. Um, we're, we're living in the moment. We're completely immersed in it while, every day. Um, so I'm not suggesting any way that we ought to attempt to live in the moment 100% of the time. As much as it would be great if we could 
you know it's it's just a it's just not pragmatic um, if we've got a busy life to do that um, we'd be setting ourselves up for failure what I wish you to do is simply make an attempt at living in the here and now more often um, this is a positive beginning and it's in a correct direction and this practice will bring a sense of peace to your mind you'll find that you won't react to um, situations with other people that may normally um, tick you off and you'll actually be more productive in your work because you'll be coming from a place of peace the great news is that just about all of our thoughts are unneeded not merely a couple of them that makes discriminating between them a lot easier we don't have to go sorting through our ideas for the correct ones we simply have to realize that egoic thoughts belong to the false self and is consequently false and undeserving of our attention we may disregard all the thoughts that associated uh, to your story and all the other chatter and judgments and thoughts and memories and illusions and dreams and wants and likes and dislikes and doubts and fears and complaints and all the negative negativity that can come along with the ego what we're left with is a working mind that still recognizes how to read, calculate, uh, use a computer and a cell phone, drive a car, um, follow a map, um, or read instructions, and do all the additional things that the brain was designed for as a servant, not a master. What a relief it is to recognize that the voice in our head may be ignored. And for me, it's just like a turn down the volume. So if the, if the chatter's there, it's in the back of my head, and I, I can't really hear it anymore. Sometimes it gets loud. May you believe this. Simply begin to notice how you don't require any of your thoughts to experience the here and now and accomplish what you need to accomplish. Just see for yourself. When you truly take in a beauty and anything else you're experiencing through your senses, you can feel how your inner self is rejoicing and celebrating this instant and you receive this energetically this subtle energetic experiences is the experience of the heart and the soul of your true inner self this subtle joy expansion relaxation yes to life is the radical happiness that comes from going through life as a heart and soul experiences it that subtle experiencing is in progress and ever-present, but it frequently isn't noticed as thinking is more obvious and compelling. Even though thinking is really less rewarding, uh, the more accustomed we get to being present, the more we start to live as our true self, which is free and jubilant experience. The here and now isn't simply a place of sensory experience, though that's sufficiently rich but where life comes out of it. If we aren't paying attention to the here and now, we may miss what life is attempting to bring about through us. We may abide by the egoic mind's plan and thoughts for our life, if we wish to, but something else right here and now has a plan, and that plan will be much more substantial than anything the ego has come to provide. Surrendering to life isn't difficult in the least. It occurs simply and naturally whenever we quit paying attention to our brain's version of life and begin paying attention to life itself as it comes out in the here and now. There's something else to do besides think and that's 
to notice. Notice what you notice and to be aware of what is occurring right now. Observe, look, feel, hear, sense, and give yourself fully to the experience that you're having and you'll drop into the here and now. For the most part, ideas are stabs at reality and tell us a little bit about how to live in the moment. Rather, they keep us at some distance from the moment. They keep us living in a mental fabricated reality, the land of ideas rather than the here and now, and they interfere with the life instead of enhance it, and that's what we call the matrix. This is contrary to our deep-held notion that ideas are crucial, relevant, and meaningful. In some ways, we have been convinced of this instead of the opposite, that they keep us from reality and facts. But that's what we're here to discover. Ideas are the structures of the ego and what holds it in place. Without them, the ego wouldn't live. This belief that ideas are crucial, valuable, and meaningful is the anchor that when removed causes the whole game to come apart. And where we land is smack dab in reality in this live moment. Who you truly are may only be experienced in the here and now, not through thought. When we move our attention away from thought onto anything else, we land in the here and now, and the experience of being present is the experience of our true self. This experience is one of affection, compassion, acceptance, pleasure and contentment. These are the fruits of living in the heart. When you feel these, you know you're identified with your true self instead of the ego. When you feel the opposite, discontent, unhappiness, uh, you know you're identifying with the ego or with your thoughts or living in the matrix. Experiencing what you're going through and experiencing your thoughts are really different realities, really different experiences. When you're going through what you're experiencing, you're at peace, relaxed, happy and absorbed with no thoughts about me or how I'm doing or adding any additional stories, uh, which is just the ego's version of reality. The narratives that we follow, live by and believe are ego versions of reality. Instead of feeling reality, the ego tells a story about it and that gets to be its reality. The egoic brain tries to get you to rush through life so that you don't experience life with your sense of self and the experience of richness vanishes. So the ego rushes you on to the next minute and promises a future where you'll at least be happy and able to breathe. But that future never arrives. It's a shell game. The brain promises you a better life if you listen to it while it takes you out of the, the sole thing that's real in the first place, which is living in the moment. That's not a great trade-off. The here and now is vibrant and alive, plentiful and constantly changing, regardless of whatever the real content is. This resonance, aliveness, and richness are the sole things that will ever satisfy you and make you feel whole. What is artificial are the thoughts, illusions, programs, and promises of a time to come that may never satisfy you but simply take you away from what may. Affection isn't an emotion but comes from jumping into an experience totally and being willing to truly have the experience you're having. Each moment 
is a chance to leap in with both feet without holding back by assessing the experience. The egoic mind inerts itself in each moment or attempts to by assessing it, fretting about it, calculating it, reciting it, creating stories about it. This commentary doesn't heighten life or keep us secure. It actually puts us into fear and distracts us from the experience of being totally involved with what is happening. Many individuals have one foot in their minds, as it were, and one foot in their experience. And this doesn't feel the same at all as bearing both feet fully into the experience. 